This episode is brought to you by Bella Buns. The Bahamas' first cinnamon roll company is back, and they return with a two-day pop-up November 3rd and 4th with their most popular flavors. You got the guava and the cinnamon. I don't know why the Oreo isn't available, but I got to talk to Kevin and Roche about that. You can get these by placing your pre-orders on their Instagram page, Bella Buns Bahamas. That's B-E-L-L-A-B-U-N-S-B-A-H. Or on Facebook at the page Bella Buns. Bella Buns Bahamas. Shop with them. Now let's get to Anthony Seymour. John Cloud Jones. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. Yo, it's your boy Buddy Hughes. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. And you? Logged on to 10th year seniors. The 10th year seniors. 10th year seniors. You logged in with 10th year seniors. Welcome to the 10th year seniors podcast network. We got a very special guest in studio. Over the last week, I started calling him Captain Great Britain because. He literally put the entire United Kingdom on his back. He might be in line for the throne soon because the video of Anthony Seymour, by the way, joins us in studio. But the video of you taking the Union Jack flag and just running around with it and then planting it at home plate, that went viral. That had them people going crazy. Crazy thing is my manager just, like literally yesterday, just matched me. It was like, yo. I keep getting memories of you just planting the Union Jack on home plate, and I was like, "Damn!" Like that—that that was it, but that's that was that was a big time moment for them because for people who don't know, uh, Great Britain baseball is a fairly young program, and for you guys to lead that charge to get them to a place that they've never gotten before, which is the World Baseball Classic, that was huge, and to have that moment kind of summed up. With you doing that, that was as big for them as it as it was for us seeing a Bahamian do that. Uh, uh, honestly, before like we even got there, we had a we we still actually do have a Great Britain baseball chat uh, with the whole delegation and everyone who was on that team um, and supported that team. Um, and honestly, like going into that, like our first meeting, they called. They really talked about like how like the UK is obviously mourning because of the past of the Queen and. Stuff like that. So for us to do something special out there, it really means a lot to to them. And honestly, like they drilled us in that from like, day one. Um, our first game, we had to wear these black uh, yeah. armbands around our left um, um, arm because I guess it symbolized like yeah. you know the mourning of the queen and stuff like that. And uh, first game, game one, boom. It, it it was huge, and for for people who for people who don't know, so basically what uh, the WBSC tries to do with the World Baseball Classic, they want to create this environment like how FIFA got the World Cup, like how and FIBA's got the World Cup too. So they try to make baseball a global game, and the way Bahamians get to play is because being a former colony of uh, the UK, you get to play for Team Great Britain as long as your parent or grandparent was born before independence. So Anton Richardson and Albert Cartwright, they were the first two to do that in 2013. And then in 2016, 16 or 17, you had nine Bahamians was on the roster. So this is not the first time Great Britain has, has done this. This is not the first time Bahamians have contributed, but those two teams weren't able to make it to the classic. They ended up getting eliminated in the qualifiers 
you guys were the team that pushed through. And I remember talking to you when y'all were supposed to go in 2020 before COVID happened. And that brought an end to a whole lot of stuff. But now, what was it like finally being able to get there, finally being able to play in this tournament? Uh, just be- before anything even tipped off, before first pitch, the feeling of getting to actually do this. Uh, honestly, it was it, it was bittersweet because from 2016, I actually wanted to play on the team with uh, the guys up in Brooklyn, but um, obviously that wasn't my decision. Um, the the team I was with at the time, they told me, um, you're not going out there, uh, so we're not going to send you. But it was special because as it was this time, and I knew it would have been back then, because I get to play with my brothers, like, you know, uh, I got to play with Chavez Fernando, uh, Tanaj Thomas, um, Deshaun Knowles, Ural Forbes, and Coach Albert right? You know, like, to have that was like, like, honestly, that's what made it so enjoyable and so fun fun for me. Like, that's why I was looking forward to it in 2016 as well, because the last time I'd done that was like a Nationals. Exactly. Like, you know, baseball Nationals. So, like, I've played against some of my brothers, like Lucius Fox, uh, um, stuff like that. But, like, I've never actually get to play with them. So being able to do to do that, uh, put on the gear with them, uh, just see them in the clubhouse, you know, have someone that talk like me in the clubhouse. That's right. <laughs> and I got to say, people, I don't, I think you got to hammer that point home because for people who don't know how this pro baseball world works, or not even just pro baseball in general, the clubhouse is clicked up, yes. and you don't usually have people. For black yes. players, you don't have a lot of people like you in there, like <laughs> you yes. in sections. So that's a big deal to even have that. But what you said is something that that's really true. And you hear Todd and Lucia say that a lot about the Derby. Like, one, people here don't get to see Bahamian baseball players actually apply their craft. Like, you don't get to watch a lot of them because most of the guys in the minors, people here don't really keep up with that stuff. And you guys don't get to play with each other. So, like, you mentioned nationals. That was when y'all was teenagers. Yeah. And this is the first time <laughs> to actually have that. Like, that itself is huge. Talking to y'all, Bahamas Baseball Association. We're talking to <laughs> But, like, that's huge to actually have that. So... Let's let's go to game one. Uh, now they put up the graphic on the screen. I was as I was watching the game, um, all the countries and who had affiliate players playing like in independent leagues or in the minors. People were sleeping on Great Britain because they didn't know. But y'all were to the top of that list with ten. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't know what this team was coming with, and right out of the gate, blowing people out of the water like mercy rule. Crazy thing is when we when we first got there, it was like yo, you know they got us to place like fourth in this tournament. And I was like what? I was like, let me see the roster of these other teams. Cause <laughs> like, who, they got, who they got on these teams? Right? I, was like, I said, like, y'all know we got out. Y'all is serious. People uh, didn't know, though. <laughs> like, no lie, bro, bro. From pitch one, boom, I see we got off. A little kid who, who plays uh, catcher. Harry Ford. He yeah. legit, that, that dude about he to legit. be That dude about to be a star. <laughs> yeah, he legit. That about to be a star. He legit. But, uh... From, like, the energy, bro. Everyone was, like, fired up, like, t- bro. And just like I tell you, like, from first pitch, every single behemoth came to me, yo, yeah. let's go do this. Yeah. And, bro, it was like, wow. Like. It seemed to me, like, early on, even, like, when y'all had the training camp and the pictures that came out of it, like, you kind of emerge as, 
like a leader of the squad? Was that just being one of the vets on there or the energy that you was bringing? Was that something that you made a conscious effort that you were going to try to do? Honestly, yeah, because uh, I had spoke to um, Todd, like, because he, he was supposed to come as well. And um, uh, his foot wasn't really doing, you know, yeah. in the best shape. So he decided to just sit it out. And he talked to me. He was like, bro, like, I know you, bro. Just, like, keep them boys up. Like, bring that energy, bro. Bring that fire. I know you got it in you because that's you. You know, keep them up. Like, if anyone who could lead us there, it can be you. You know, and, and he told me that. Like, I took that with with, with, with everything. And I just, you know, he gave me the confidence and the yeah. The back and be like, yeah, that's me. You could you, you know? could see it. You could see it though, because the way like the way we play, the way a lot of players from Latin American countries, the rest of the Caribbean play, is different than the way people everywhere else in the world plays baseball. So you could literally see like the passion in the game. And I think it was right away on one of one of your may have been your first at bat or maybe your second at bat. I think when uh when they had to review the call. When you beat out the throw mm-hmm. to first, and that kind of that kind of got things going, but like you were, you were really animated, and the announcers were talking about that and everything. And what was killing me is I saw you and Albert talking, and I was like, <laughs> I wonder what they say in here. Like they say in the most foul stuff right now about these people, but and to me that kind of got things going. Honestly, every at bat, like I always had to tell myself, especially I look at the game situation, everything, and if like. We need something going. I always tell myself, like, bro, use the firecracker. Like, you got to get something going. Like, something you got to do to get something started. You know, and every ball I hit, like, you know, a guy fooled me on the off-speed, boom, put barrel on it, but was able to beat it out. And I just know, like, when they told us they had replay and all that stuff here, that's when I knew I was going to do well because I was like, we don't have that in the minor leagues and in independent ball and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You know, so I actually get a chance to fight for myself, you know, and I actually get a chance to show and know that half the time I'd be safe, and you know. like both, cha- <laughs> both challenges were right in the first game and in the last game. Both challenges, they ended up having to review it They co- and called you out initially, reviewed it, and ended up calling you safe. Did you know that you were leading not just this team, but the tournament in so many offensive categories? Honestly, I didn't until uh, some people sent it to me. And then uh, that's when I found that I was leading. It's crazy because I was looking up the stats and I wrote the story for it. And I was like, this dude is leading in average, leading in hits, leading in RBIs. I think it's about, and then you were second in like two other categories. Like that was a dominant performance. And I got to ask, did you go into this with a chip on your shoulder? Like, I got to prove that I belong on the big stage because there was people that doubted whether I belong here and every opportunity I have with the cameras on me, I got to show you what I can do. You said it's all right because from 2020, like with this event, I knew that MLB had a big presence and uh, coverage um, international, um, like the the major leagues in Japan, uh, even the teams in like the winter ball leagues in Mexico and uh, um, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. I know a lot of people are there. Um, Running when actually when I was there, I ran into a couple of coaches who were still in double A with uh affiliated teams like the Braves, you know, some of their scouts out there. So I knew like this would be my biggest opportunity to show the world what I could do and show baseball that hey, you know, I still got it, let's go. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you did that. <laughs> uh, MLB scouts, coaches, I'm sure you're all watching. And you got more opportunities to do it because next March when you all go to Taiwan, there's a whole lot more to prove. But uh, talk to me about Deshaun and, and how he played. Truth. Like, honestly, like, y'all think I got energy? He just it just wasn't, like, showing as much. That dude got energy. It's off the field. It's like, a lot. Of, it's a lot of off the field. Like he got energy. He's like his own Red Bull. He don't even need like no Red Bull, no energy. Like you know, sometimes you take a little pre workout. He don't need none of that. Just like, there. He, he ready to go. And that's what I loved about him because like he was he was never afraid. You know he he came into every game like always wanting to be the best guy out there, be the best guy on the field. You know like. He was a competitor. Like he never bogged down. You know, sometimes he'd he'd be a little hesitant. Then he, he got us behind him, so he was like, "All right, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all for that." Like, let's go. And our guys on on the mound, they had limited moments, but I think Chavez showed a lot in in his inning that he came in. And then you had Tanaj. Tanaj got two appearances uh, inning in each one of those games, was able to close it out in the game against Spain. What would you think about now? <laughs> Honestly, uh, let me give you a funny story. So Chavez was talking, like, we just talk about, like, if people don't really understand, like, they'll think we arguing or, like, against each other. But Chavez coming into this was like, yo, I never really seen him pitch. So he's like, yo, I won't, I won't, I won't face you. And I was like, why are you going to face me? But he said, wait, I just want to show you what I got. Like, you're more than like, All right, <laughs> let's go. So he said, but I got one split up. You wouldn't even see it. So I said, wait, trust me. I love splitters, bro. Like, I just got to see them up. And until he got into that game that night, and he was throwing them splitters, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know he had that? <laughs> no. I did not know he had that. So he was like, wow. And then... Denaj, like, I was in center field, like, I could see, I wasn't up close, like, if I was in the infield, stuff like that, but I could see he was still on fuel, and to just bag that up, Harry Ford came in, and Harry Ford was like, yo, I think we was blowing out something, like, 14 or 4? That I was think Friday, was, yeah. 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 I think that's the game Denaj pitch, and Harry goes, bro, like, like, I was getting tired, bro, like, back there. He said, tell Tanaj, throw me that first pitch. He's like, whoa, I got to get up because he might break my finger. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I know he was throwing fuel, you know. But it, it was it was special, like, playing behind him. like, And he told me, or both of them told me, like, I knew you all out there, bro. If anything, like, yeah, y'all going to get it. I, I, got, I got help out there. <laughs> yeah. How it feel. Your first base coach. <laughs> I, I need give me a good story. I need a good story okay. about something that y'all talked about. Y'all had to talk about some non baseball stuff in there. I feel like it was happening. Hold on, let me give you a baseball one because you did right. mention it uh, after the two replay calls, right? Uh, this was in a championship game, bro. I was fired up. And That's the one where uh, I think you, you yeah, yeah you came walking back from first base like it's no way y'all yeah, just called no, me out hands to the side of the helmet shaking doing all of that. So so. I fired up, bro. And I go, you go out. I go, no, 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 no. And I go, and I talk to him. I go, hey, you can't see it. You can't see it. So Alvin run over there, right? Alvin go, yo, yo, yo. You got it, you got it. Relax, relax. So 
So my manager come out, he challenged, right? So they come out, they made the call safe. So literally, Albert come up to me because Albert know me so well. And Albert goes, don't say nothing, wait. Don't say nothing, wait. Don't say nothing, wait. <laughs> and I just smiling at the referee. So if you, I have the clip of that actually. Yeah. Of me, Albert just saying something on this bed and we just smile at them. Because the crazy thing is, <laughs> two completely different personalities. Like, he always low-key, and he probably yeah. can never say nothing. And like you were saying earlier, you the firecracker. You're yeah. bringing all that energy. And somehow, he got to try to keep you under wraps, because in that moment, it's a big point in the game. Like, yeah. the old boys was rallying. They yeah. all had to fight from down, like, five or six runs. And yeah. so, every single one of these plays is huge. So, you had to stay in the game. <laughs> hey, Albert, I got to lie to you. That's the best First base coach, like, if he wasn't on that team, I don't know, yo. I, I don't know what that team would have been. But he was, like, that guy, like, non-off-the-field non, non off the field story. I just was about to say, you got to give us you got to give us something behind the scenes that tell right. us how important this was. Let me tell you. I, I, I can say it like this. Each of us probably get about $50 for Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask about that, Wait, what? Albert? Any game, anything. What you got on that? Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) All right, so just by that alone, and knowing, all right, so knowing that, and knowing Deshaun, somebody had something on that one. Okay. All right, (laughs) I said that. Okay, man, we got all kind of. I got you. Dominoes. I got you, I got you. So... I want to get into what your year was like leading up to this because it was another year in independent ball. You were in Charleston. Charleston ended up trading you late in the year to Long Island right before right before uh, the tournament. Um, so tell me about independent ball. Tell me what this was like in your because it seemed to me that and this is just from the outside looking in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like you really took to Charleston and they took to you. Like, you would go on Twitter and you would see their fans would be reposting you. Kids would always want to take pictures with you. What was that experience like? Honestly, uh, it was... The, the, the city of Charleston was, like, so small. And it's almost like home here now, so everyone know everyone. You know, and um, the fans was just... Like, but we, they just used to come out and support. And they just loved the baseball, you know, and... Um, the kids, I remember we did a kid camp there, and I guess the energy just, the kids brought, you know, I coached kids already yeah. um, back in the yeah, United yeah, States, yeah, 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 yeah. and actually here too. I so. was about to say, you got experience in that <laughs> here before even any of that stuff. Yeah, so like, it's just, they always brought the fire, and you know, you just get connected to them, and they always came down to the games, Um, the people who worked in Charleston, like, they was really nice, uh, and it was just because it was such a small city and everyone knew everyone, um, everyone just came out to the game, supported. Um, I think we'd sell out on like any big night, yeah. like sold out, and I'm like, what? Didn't even know these much. This much people was in Charleston, and especially coming up like after independent ball. Yeah, and especially like I'm saying, like indie ball, you know. Um, but Charleston was. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed the fans, uh, my teammates, obviously, um, the manager, Billy Horn. You know, he's a great guy, you know. Uh, but 
we was in the playoff hunt. Didn't think we had fell out like out of the wild card too too many games, and he pulled me into the office. He had actually told me two days before I got traded. We had just played in Long Island. He goes, "Hey, um, Long Island really like you, bro." Um, they actually asked me to trade for you, like right then, and I was like, oh. "I said, like, what you said?" And he was like. I wanted to ask you because I want to see if you want to come back and play for me next year or, you know, just let you know that's out there too. I was like, all right. I appreciate it. Um, and then two days later, we had lost a series to High Point. Uh, he called me in the office and he, go, he goes, uh, we traded you to Long Island. Uh, they really need someone to help them in the playoff push. So I was like, all right. Uh, they was in York. Um, drove up to York. Uh I was excited, man, really, because, one, Wally Bachman, you know, he's played in the major leagues. Uh, he's a AAA manager uh, experience. Um, he's still attached to major league baseballs in so many ways. Like, he called me in the office one time. I was calling someone in the commissioner's office. So, I was like, all right. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of connect you need. Okay, that's like, the kind of connect I need to get back in the pro ball. Um <clears throat> Uh, you got a guy like Lou Ford, um, who's the hidden coach there. Um, he's, if you're lucky, Lou Ford, he played in the major leagues. He's, look at his numbers in the Atlantic League. Yeah. He's 45, and Lou Ford had about 10 home runs this year. Like, he's hitting like 280. Like Tom Brady and like, stuff. Bro, raking. Yeah. Alejandro Deaza, he was there. He's played in the major leagues 10 plus seasons. You know, I got to learn from all those guys. One was a lefty, Deaza, uh, and Lou Ford, a righty. You know, just being around them, like watching them, their their routines, and picking their brains and stuff like that. I believe, like, all in all, like, I got the best of both worlds this year, you know, in terms of like learning like fine relations and like just. That and actually getting better on the baseball field. Yeah. You know, because I, me, I'm, I'm very to myself. Like, I used to be, you know, out there and stuff like that. And then people always just say, oh, people just hating. Mm-hmm. And I, I used, I, and I used to care about what people say and stuff like that. Now I don't. But you can't. Yeah. Now I really don't. There's no way you could chase the stuff in the public eye and actually care about what people think. Yeah. So now I don't. And I had to learn that, you know. Uh, now I don't, but I it's like would teach KD that. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I learned. I, I was able to learn everything this year. Like, open back up to you know the world, or like, just being myself. You know, accepting actually myself, and I finally got that. Like, I finally achieved that. Like, I was able to build relationships with. Owners, like, every owner in the league talk to me, bro, and about playing next year, dog. I feel like that, that <laughs> kind of thing that you're talking about, I feel like that's been translating to the field, if it makes sense. Yeah. Like, finding that within you, make the game easier. Yes. And, because, you got something about first impressions, because I think it was on opening weekend with Charleston, you homeward, and then right when you went to Long Island, Grand Slam in the first game, mm-hmm. right? Grand like, Slam in the first game. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So right away, you endear yourselves to the fans and to these people. Like, this is what we brought in. Yeah. This person's coming in right away, raking to make a big impact. Yeah. 
But that sets up a big question for next year, though. It may be too early. But what is next? Or is that that TBA to be announced? Because it's, it's a lot of wheels in motion. Yeah, things bro, that can happen. I, I don't want to put a ceiling on myself either, bro. And I still have to go to Taiwan. Yeah. So, you know, if I would tell you my goal for what's in motion for next, I'll tell you the big leagues. You know, because I, I still believe, bro, and I still got that feeling like it's there, bro. It's just need someone to be like, all right, let's take a chance on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know how the baseball world is. It's, network- yeah. it's networking. Yeah. If you get that one person to say, give this guy a shot, his foot's in the door, then it's all on you producing on the field. That's and it. really, that's ultimately all you want is to get the opportunity to go out there and prove it. Yeah. And like you said, that was a big part of heading into the WBC qualifiers. So looking ahead now to Taiwan 2023, I mean... Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Something else may yeah. already be in motion. But so that's the biggest goal. That's the only thing you have on the board right now for sure. Like right definite. Now. That's it. Definite for sure right now. All right. That's a good look. All right. So I want to get into for because for a lot of people who don't know, I want to get into your history in the sport. Because when you talk baseball in the country, it has to start at the developmental level. Like, for, for anybody that does this, you got to know how deep-rooted this is. How did you get your start in it, and when did you first really fall in love with the game? Um, honestly, my mom, she used to play uh, slow-pitch slow and fast-pitch softball. She used to play on the NIB Queens. Um, and I always used to be out to the park, you know, um, right there at the Blue Hill Sporting Complex. And um, she also was the secretary of the BBF back then, the Bahamas yeah. Baseball Federation. Um, and she also used to be to the Andre Rogers. She used to be like, she used to score, keep, and she used to just be something with the stadium. I guess like a secretary. I don't know. Like if if you be around baseball, we all know those baseball moms. Like to do it all. Yeah. They, they just do everything. Yeah. They're on the scene. So I always was around there and like, Honestly, that from then, like, I was three years old, like, running around. I remember the rookies at the time. I was, like, Jerron, Greg, Albert, Greg, Jones, uh, Sean Albury, the Forsyth brothers, um, Jamico Sands, Anton. Like, bro, when they tell you superstars, like, <laughs> superstars, bro, like, so and it, was, if I, it was you saying, I want to be like them. I want to be like them. Like, honestly, bro, like, they used to put me, like, I used to be mad because they had, like, these rookies' jerseys, and they never had a, I was the bad boy, but I never had a uniform. So I was <laughs> like, yo, give me a uniform, and they put this uniform on me, and it was huge. <laughs> it was huge. And, like, I, I promise you, I was so happy, bro. Like, they took it off, but it was like, Bro, I don't care. Like, yeah, leave this on me because I get to be one of them. I get to be one of y'all. You know, it was like just growing up. I just went to Freedom Farm. Like, I remember Freedom Farm didn't even have a nine ten division. Um, so I was playing coach pitch and playing eleven twelve on Coach Lionel's team. Uh, Lionel Ferguson. Um, <laughs> like I can remember. 
And I always tell people, the stuff I could remember, like people teaching me back then, I learned in pro ball. When I got into like with the Marlins and Johnny used to tell us a thing about reading hearts, like read, 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 read. I can say the word he used to say on here, but bam, I can take that one. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can. So. <laughs> we say whatever but, we want on this. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, you know, like stuff like that and like learning how to stay, in, like staying to the right of the baseball and just to be able to read the hops and like, like back then, like I didn't know I was getting information from more like, and I, I did it. It wasn't like I wasn't, I didn't believe it, but. I didn't know how much, how many, how much like right information I was getting. And you didn't know how real it was. How you real it was. You didn't know the level that she was being taught. I was being taught. Like it was like, you know, where I think that comes through though, and you could see how great the teaching was back then. The names that you called yeah. and what those dudes went on to do. You know what I mean? And yeah. in and your pair group, what y'all went on to do. That's how you could tell. Like the teaching that y'all were getting was elite. It, it was. I remember they would. I was like 11, 12. In the summer, they would make us wear white pants to practice. And I was like, bro, what the hell is this? Like, get that on. And I was like, bro, when you're in pro ball, this is how we can be. And they ain't lying. <laughs> in pro ball, in the hot sun, bro, some teams you have to wear white pants during practice. You have to wear, if you're on the road, you have to wear pants during practice and stuff like that. So, like, all that stuff they was telling us back then was like, Gold, you know, when I got the pro ball, all of that stuff helped me. But I didn't have a problem with that because I already did that before, bro. Like, dudes do that with me long time ago. Yeah, it was like they was preparing y'all. It was a vision that they saw that y'all didn't. Y'all didn't know. I mean, it's no way for y'all to see it. Y'all was kids. Yeah, and no, no one ever was playing pro ball besides Angelo Burrows, and at least uh, we would, we would know. Yeah, no, you know the Wendy Fords and that was, all those. Generate yeah. like to y'all that was a distant memory. It's not like that's taught in our school. So unless yeah. you're around baseball, you wouldn't you know, would know. You would have no yes. idea who that generation was. Yes. You go into the Andre Rogers Stadium, you'd see his plaque on the wall and you could read that. But outside of that people wouldn't know. And that's that's the that's the worst thing ever. Like how don't us Bahamians know about our superstars? Because you, you ask some of these pro ballers and it, it isn't their fault. Yeah. But they just don't know, and they was never taught that in school. But that's something we could put in a school curriculum. Yeah. You know, why don't we learn about our greats? Because someone's going to be like, I know that person, or my auntie know him, or see him. And that's what makes these young kids want to be like, oh, I don't be like that dude, or oh, I don't be like him. You know where it starts, though? And <laughs> I, always, I always retell the story of, I remember, like, my first time going to Jamaica. It was, like, in 2008, 2009. The minute I got off that plane... I saw billboards, the stars everywhere, <laughs> like uh, pushing for Grace, pushing for Digicel. Mm-hmm. You could, the minute you left the airport, you were seeing their faces everywhere. So it was no mistaking what was going on, who they was rapping, and what they was about. Yeah. So all of them kids in the street, they could walk down any any road and see that's who I want to be like because yeah. they had that representation. We don't have that yet, dog. Bro, and like, we, what, don't, we don't do that. And that's what hurts, bro. And that's what, like, I've been trying to, like, fight for and just talk about, bro. Because it's like, why y'all promoting other stuff other than your own? Like, you don't know who this person know in these communities. Who this or no, that's, that's, that's your auntie or, or, you know, or what these do. 
Go right. right home on this tablet. Yeah. Driving from the airport, right? You know who billboard <laughs> you see? Nadal. Wow. For, <laughs> you see a Nadal billboard for, I forget which bear company it is, right? But it's a couple of them around. I'm just saying, like, why aren't we putting forth the effort? Why aren't businesses here putting forth the effort for our people? And for me, I always say that baseball has been succeeding, like, in the shadows without being on front street, without getting the support. Dude's been grinding in the minors for years without anybody paying any kind of attention. And I'm talking about, like, before Anton broke through and scored the run for Jeter, because everybody was there for that game, but they was in there the 10 years Anton was in the minors. Like, everyone's there for Jazz now, but they was in there when Jazz was in Kane County, and, yeah. and like, everybody else right now who's in the minors. Like, nobody's yeah. there for those moments they get to see this point in the mountaintop. Everybody but, know him now. Yeah, ev- <laughs> everybody know him now, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what the success, that's what success does, but... I feel like at the same time, success is supposed to inspire people to reach back and look at that developmental point and say, how do we get more of these? Because jazz is great, but it's so much more. Yeah. Like, it's so much more. Bro, like, I always tell people, like, you guys ain't see, like, and that's why I fight so hard because I look up at, like, Craig and Jerome and Albert and... I'd be like, bro, how they ain't never play in the big leagues? Or like, bro, these dudes legit. How they have never played in the big leagues? Like, there's no way possible. You know, so it's like, and I know the hardships of the minor leagues. People don't understand, like, bro, you get paid $1,500 salary and that's after taxes. Like, your rent before, at least before they made all these adjustments. Yeah. Your rent used to be... More than what you was making, bro. It's crazy. You can't know, live you like young, that. you can't live with that. And that, that ain't putting into account that you're a pro athlete, so you got to train. <laughs> you got to eat right. Like, it's, it's, it's sad, bro, because I always tell them, like, everywhere we go, and you talk about, like, the Bahamas, like, bro, I remember in Germany, like, you know how much people was mad at Great Britain? Just like, oh, y'all boys don't even sound like them. Like, y'all sound like, what we sound like. And that's the first thing they can ask you out. You know what coming after that? Yep. Where you from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Free advertisement. That's it. Free advertisement. You're welcome, Ministry of Tourism. Like, it's garbage, bro. Everyone say when they come, oh, yeah, we, we could do that. Garbage. And so, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to get we're gonna get you know, the back track to and field minister. Stuff. Now you get a basketball minister. So, I'm like, anyways, <laughs> I hope we get a baseball minister. Well. Why didn't, why didn't do Coach Greg? We might have got something if Coach Greg was the minister of sports and culture. Baseball might have got recognized. I don't feel like, and I, I mean, I don't want to say never, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I think that's a part of, like I said, that's why I call it baseball succeeding in the shadows because who has more pro athletes? Like who's producing more pros, turning teenagers into pros every single year, like to the point now where it's expected. Yeah. It's not even. Like you said, y'all grew, y'all grew up not having any pros. We expect like three or four yeah. every year. Yeah, that's that's where it's at right now. Yeah. That's where the game is. But what's the support behind it though? Yeah. Like none, bro. Y'all made history for Great Britain. Y'all made history, and I'm not talking about people just being on the roster. People that were some of the best players on the team. We yeah. talked about you leading, and I mean y'all basically. You came back home and nobody would have known that. 
Like it was no fanfare about it. On the heat, yeah. Uh Jungle Rush showed up. He had the Jungle Rush. <laughs> people, people, people were people were waiting Shout at the out. people were waiting at the at the planes to watch them. <laughs> I mean they ain't oh, even the best man. in the East, but you know. Oh man, that's but that's that goes to show you the difference. What's the difference in our mindset that that, that creates that though? I mean that that that's been a theme here for a long time, bro. Like that's why it used to bother me. Like, but and I say, bro, like my mommy and my daddy is is one thing, and I still can't. And they twice they've been in in, in uh, power, and he nothing happened. So, I, and even on the other side, you try ox because I've been when the F and M was in power. Nothing. Michael Pintard was the was the leader. I mean, it was the minister of youth sport and culture. I paid a visit at the that, uh, picture on Facebook. And then they give it, they didn't care, so they give it to the lady. Bro, y'all could y'all could do as much visits as you right. want. I feel I like, like, that ain't, like that don't it don't make no sense. I'm tired of visiting and, people. And and those mean, they, I mean, you'll probably hear what they want you to hear, but That's what it. happens when you walk out, like it's a totally is a totally different story. Is it just a baseball thing because people don't see baseball as big business? You think that's a part of what it is because we're a very track centric country, right? Basketball, the basketball players that succeed, all of them, they just leave early and they leave so early that because that's what you have to do. Is it that we don't we don't have this kind of focus on team sports? I I, I can't say that bro, because they give tra- track college athletes stipend and stuff like that. And I always tell people, you look at Todd and Lucius' event, don't blink, right? I I coach at a facility and I help guys at a facility in Palm Beach Gardens called Cressy Sports Performance. Palm Beach Gardens, one of the richest, Jupiter, mm-hmm. the richest communities ever in Florida. And if I could tell you the amount, just because I'm up there and they know I'm from the Bahamas and they know about the event and stuff like that, do you know how many people left that Cressy facility? I'm talking about dudes who sell... 13, 20 million dollar homes twice a month. Like I telling you, dudes who live on uh, Peanut Island, Mar Lago and stuff, right on the side of the former president. Yeah. Like these kind of people, skating on their boats and coming here to the Bahamas just to see some some players. But they only getting that because of, oh, they know a coach Anthony who is from the Bahamas. Or they know uh like like stuff like that, bro. Like, but I'm gl- I'm glad you brought up the derby, right? Because even that, that's dudes taking that taking the initiative on their own and no. had to fight and claw for to even get recognition for people to pay attention to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, baseball is the one that's just in the background behind everything else. Bro, I mean, killing I, the leading, killing, bro. I re- all I'm just gonna say I remember when we first started uh, 10YS. One of the first assignments we went to is the uh, the groundbreaking of the stadium. Ain't nobody playing it yet. Oh yeah, and that's when the P- uh, okay, that's when the PLP was in power because I was there too. I gave an interview that's still on YouTube. I remember. Yeah, shades. Everyone is pulling that up when they're in the states. All my teammates just put that up and laugh at me with the picture. Yep. So you had <laughs> that was one of our very first ones. I remember yeah, was talking to you, talking to Antoine, because they brought all of y'all there. Yeah. Nobody planned it yet. No. Like, I never heard about the big turf. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing for development? What are we doing for that next group of young youths when you was the bot boy for the rookies? What are we doing for that next group? That's what I'm saying. Like, night league. Like, why we can't... We don't even have a night league. We don't have night league softball. Why we can't have a night league baseball? You know how many other little kids would be running around the park with their daddy and then they can want to be ball, baseball players after that? You can't make a career in softball. Nothing against yeah, I mean, a softball association or nothing like that. But I just being real, bro. People And people usually take offense to that. Look, my, my dad has been around softball his whole life. Like, he's right. been president and administrator of this and that. And, I mean... And I say to him all the time, and he, he recognizes it because his grandson's playing baseball. If you want a legitimate future in this stuff, you're not going to legitimately get that in softball. Yeah. It's, it's great for recreation, but we're talking about youth development yes. and future here. Yes. You know what I mean? So what are we actually what are we actually targeting? What are we trying to uplift at this point? And outside of the leagues that the, the leagues that everyone knows, like outside of Freedom Farm, outside of JBLN, what are we actually doing to foster that? What are we doing to assist those leagues? Because dudes come back all the time and they would say, why does all of this look the same as when I used to play? Yeah. I, I say that all the time. Bro. Like, why nothing changed from when I was playing? Bro, like, honestly, I tried to bring some teams here to the Bahamas. And it was such a hassle to even get, like, good rates at, like, hotels or, like, because, bro, no, I, I just keep it real. Even if you get good rates or something like for teams, nobody gonna pay three hundred or four hundred dollars a night for a hotel. No, like let's be. And I trying to bring almost a mass of one hundred and fifty, two hundred people over here. I even send it to the government and no help, no nothing, bro. It's like, bro, I trying to bring baseball, develop baseball here. Like I had the perfect game director wanting to come to this event, and he said, if your event is good. Perfect game to take it over. Which is big business. Which is big business, That's bro. big money. If you don't know what PG is, you're seeing the logo. If you don't know, it's the number one, I would say, uh, tournament host recruiting um, database there is in right. baseball, in the world. Like, that's that's how big it is. We we pay a lot to go and play in their tournaments. <laughs> people pay over $600 to go play in these people tournaments. Oh, rip. And I was doing one for free. You know, and the only thing you had to pay for was your tournament package, which was your stay out for the airline and your uh, stay at the hotel. And that was it. You know, because me, what I try to do, bro, I just want to bring games, bring talent from the United States here to the, the Bahamas to show these people what we got. You know, last time um, I brought, like, I brought six- and seven-year-olds to play with on a team with me in the what I was coaching in the United States, bro, and... The minute they played on the team, every single team after that was like, yo, you got any Bahamian players for us to play? Like, you got any, like, Bahamian players to send to me? And it's so tough because most of these parents don't really have it like that, bro. And that's that's the thing. That's like, the thing that it's, a, it's an opportunity that we're in danger of missing because the next the next Jazz that comes up, like, let's just use him for an, as an example, right? The way recruiting works and the way opportunities work is I see this one. There has to be more where yes. he came from. Yes. That's how he got where he is now yes. because people people saw, people saw said that about the generation before. When they were seeing Anton and Albert, they were saying there's got to be more where that comes from. Yes. So when you see one reach to this level, 
do you know how intense that light will now shine in the Bahamas? But you still have to have infrastructure in place to take advantage of it, though. Yeah, and bro, that's the thing. We have the next superstars coming, like the Gennaros and mm-hmm. and those kind of guys. But bro, let me tell y'all something. I got a special little nine-year-old, Gianno Newball, bro. Yeah, he went to the United States, and every single team, bro, anywhere I go playing travel ball, it could be. I have an 11U and a 13U team. Bro, I could go anywhere. Yo, the nine-year-old kid from the Bahamas, light skin with the pretty eyes, or the one who's played shortstop, you ain't got no more players for us? They want to put them on this team. They want to put them on that team. You know, but I know deep in my heart, I, I've, I've reached for it, but people can't afford it. You know, like, that's a plane ride. That's somewhere for the kid to stay. That's travel ball. You're going to be there for about four days, five days, and that's once every month. Trust me, it's, it, it, it ain't easy. Aganada, bro. Speaking as a baseball player, <laughs> like, it ain't easy, bro, because the summer we had, it ain't easy. Like, Aganada, <laughs> bro. Yep, it does. Like, and then you got to be there. You got to eat. Like, you got to, like, or rent a car. You, you can't put that, that responsibility on someone else. Everyone's not going to be able. Everyone's, everyone's not going to be able to do it. And yeah. like I know me personally, I at this point in Kaizen's development, he goes to any tournament, I go there too. So I yeah. automatically got to look at this too. Yeah. Like it gets up there in terms of baseball, but that's why even in in the US, they were saying there's studies that came out saying there's a whole lot of black people like being priced out of the game yeah. because it is expensive and that's why I think it's so important what you said, like us being able, and even what you told the people at the WBC qualifier conference, us being able to have things here in place, us being able to bring people here and have infrastructure here. That's attractive to people. That's so important for these kids. So you don't always have to go someplace else. Bro. Like I always tell people, they don't look at the bigger picture, bro. Like, I look at the stuff MLB is doing right now and look 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 at Jazz. Look how much Jazz has put us on the spotlight for the Bahamas in the MLB. Right? The MLB just went to the UK, bro, for London, for New York Yankees, Boston, whatever the series was. Yeah. Three games. Bro, you don't think they'd want to come to this beautiful country, bro? Well, you got to want to do the same thing. You got to tell them to finish the stadium first. But they ain't even going to play in that because that's turf. That's MLB I'm talking about, bro. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So we're well, going to need a, a, a may, feel of... Maybe they could build the next one. They, something. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a, a project I'd want to do, you know, yeah. with a field on a facility. But... It's so easy. It's, it's so, so easy to do. It's so easy bro. to do, though. <laughs> it's so easy to do. Bro, so I got a, I got a friend, bro, my boy. I went to high school with a Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to actually Riverside in military in uh, ninth grade. And, bro, he always telling me, bro, yo, I'm trying to come out to the Bahamas, bro. Let me know. About two years ago, right before the pandemic, Todd called me. He goes, yo, um, I in the States, but my boy there, hook him up with some, like, uh, some four-wheelers and stuff. I pull up, Cortland Sutton, bro. So it's like, <laughs> like, we got people to come here, bro. To come to this island, to, to want to come, but it's like, they ain't got nowhere to really stay in and really do what they have to do. Yeah. You know, Mark Fit is nice and stuff like that, but, but we got the stadium. 
That's what, this is what I'm saying though. The, but the the, 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 the crazy the grass thing, in the stadium. That's it. Always, that's, uh, that's 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 all that's all we got. <laughs> the crazy thing is, and I remember y'all telling me this like oh. early in y'all baseball journey. Like, babe, when we come home, what are we coming home for? Because where are we about to train? These the same fields we was playing on from we was eleven. This is the same cage we was hitting in from we was eleven. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? And it's so simple. Like ev- everywhere we go, I was in Vancouver. Took us into this facility in Vancouver because he needed to work and because mm-hmm. I wanted to see, right? So simple. It's nothing complex. It's so simple. But this is a place where baseball is big. Mm-hmm. They have they have a minor league team there. They got a system there. Baseball is big, so people invest in it. We could have a system here. We have so much people that would want to invest, bro. Invest in it. We have so much people I know that would want to invest, bro. But we get away. I think. The thing is, we get away with the success of people. We get away with success of yeah. dudes like y'all. See, all free people ad, see that's is all they do. people see y'all playing Freedom Farm, and then they turn around and look next thing, y'all in the minors, y'all doing big things. What they don't see is when y'all left here to go to American Heritage, yeah. and then everything that happened after that. Like people think, oh, it's easy. Like, no, bro, Heritage. Like, you know how much times. <laughs> we had heritage, me and Lucius, we go with the McDonald's like this one, they say, Look how much you got, but you say you got four or I got five we today. We just get like the whole dollar menu. You know, get as much stuff as we can, like and then when we gone when we went to uh at least me, when I went to Pro Bowl, like I signed for four hundred thousand, you know, after Uncle Sam, whatever, took everything, you know. Not everything, but half. Fifty. <laughs> At least fifty. <laughs> you know. Toxins that you don't even know the name of what some of them stuff That's is when I you said. look at it. What's FICO? Yeah, what it is. <laughs> and then at the end of the year you're paying them. Yeah. So, how are we gonna pay you? You just take this from me. Are they still up to pay you? It's a sham. The whole you know? a sham. It's a scheme. <laughs> but um like never, bro. I've been fighting for like and then I remember this guy. What's his name? Tim Munnings? Mm-hmm. I think he was the director of sports. Yeah. Still he might told be. Us, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's happening. He told us, say, oh, um, some of you trying for big chunks. It doesn't matter what a signing bonus or big chunk is, bro. Because some people's Adidas contracts or something be big chunks. But that goes to show you the people at the top are not educated about this stuff. How many people do you think they actually hire to work in these Ministry. First of all, that even have the database on how many dudes are in the minors playing or in independent ball or actually know about contract structure. Like, no. do you think they're actually hiring people that know this stuff? No. So no. how they how are they gonna help? It, but bro, we've been fighting for this fight from at least twenty fifteen. And I'd say even before that. Even before yeah. that. What year? What year did? Uh, what year you signed with the Marlins? Fourteen. Yeah. I would, it sounds about right. Like, literally, like, just just help. Bro. We even propose, like, even if you guys want to say, okay, we have a lot of dudes and it's maybe a tough dudes to pay, you can pay in pools. Triple A, double A, high A, you know. You give each dude the stipend compared, um, depending on where they're at in each level. You know, and, bro, anything would help, bro, like, but nothing. 
but you can't just sit back and do nothing yeah. and just hope for the next group of success. I, I honestly think it is, as crazy as it sounds to us because we know how the system works, I honestly feel like people just think, well, once they play in Freedom Farm or JBLN, that's okay. And they think baseball is doing okay because of that. Or no. they, they see kids sign out of I-League. They see kids sign out of Max D. They may see somebody play at a high collegiate level, and they think baseball is fine. But they don't see the Max D and I League going away for about a month or two months trying to get these kids signed. And that's money out of their own pockets, bro. They be away for a month. The school fee ain't cheap. Okay, and the dudes in like Palmeritos, that's where we used to work out. Where you have MLB dudes who work out there. You have world-class athletes working out at these facilities. Palmeritos ain't cheap. Nope. No. Like, they ain't cheap, bro. So you have people actually caring who are actually spending their own dime or whatever they're doing, you know, to, to get these young kids off to the United States to give them opportunity. That shouldn't be, with no government help, like, that shouldn't be right, bro. Like, that should not. That, that ain't, let's put that ain't you, right. Let's put you in the chair. You are not even director of sports. You are the minister. You get to do whatever it is you want to do to see, we're just talking baseball here. You need to see Bahamian baseball get to that next level. They give you the pen to sign whatever you want into action. What does Anthony Seymour want to see happen? First off, as a minister of sports, youth, sports, and culture, my I would fund every single sporting entity in the Bahamas because, bro, and I would just advertise it. Because at the end of the day, like, you advertise it through these communities. You advertise it through these people, like, make them do appearances. I remember, bro, we did an appearance one time for the Ministry of Education, bro. They ain't even give us food to eat after or before, bro. We just went, we went to see our, we went to a couple places, and they ain't even do nothing. So it's like, you, you could put a system in place like that. Whereas, hey, we have all of you guys as ambassadors for each of your sports. You know, when you guys come home, we'd require maybe you come in to... That's a, that's a program because, bro, that's going to help develop sports. That's going to help develop youth and the culture of this country, bro. Like, the next generation is the youth. Imagine me going to St. Augustine's or, like, um, C.I. Gibson or L.W. Young, and dudes are knowing, like, these athletes coming in every other... Like, come on, bro, and they just get to talk to... I remember I did... Uh, Myself and Kevin Pratt, we did a, a little Thanksgiving dinner for the guys at the Boys Industrial School. I, that's another thing Whoa. I was about to bring up because who's going there to even, who's even paying attention to that demographic? Bro, I watched one dude hit one. He's playing baseball, bro. I watched one dude hit one ball over the boys' school. Like, short I was on Prince Charles. And I was like, I asked him all he was. He was 15, bro. That's someone who could fall through the crack. Who could fall through the crack, bro, bro. And from then, I touched my heart. They say, bro, I have to try. And that's really one the reason why I want to play in the big leagues. Because I had a foundation. I've been trying to get my foundation from the government a long time as well, too. And, like, my foundation is to create, like, opportunities for for dudes in the communities and not risk communities and stuff like that. Because my whole farm, bro, like, my mom's like, they from being in the grandstand, bro. I go around there, like, I love it. You know, they love me. You know, and I see the talent around there. You know how much dudes I go around there, I play basketball, and it's like, boy, how old you is, boy? 11, 12, but his big bro is a big, you know. 
So you, you, he ain't you, got the. You can go in line with the family business. Okay. So to like, speak. You, see, you know what saying, I mean? Bro, like, so it's like, you don't even think about the possibility of what could be because outside of the anime corner, you know, possibility outside of that. Like, like, this is what it is. And, bro, like, you know how, how, how bad that has hurt me, bro? Because I was like, bro, I can't have one. Like, I wish I could, bro. Even if, like, if I was the minister, that would be my job. You know, making sure, like, baseball, it ain't just baseball. It's, and that's how I feel it is now. It's only certain certain sports. It should be every sport. You know, once you're a professional, you're a professional. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter if you play bowling. If you're a professional bowler, bro, you're doing your you're thing, doing yeah. your thing you bro. Like, you, you represent, you deserve that, bro. Now, you know, we might have some people interested in bowling, and that's how the government succeed as well. Like, you in the youth, bro. That's how you win governments. That's how you go and win your community. You know how hard is you, it is for you to put a bus every community center, these same constituencies, put a bus there every day after school at 3.30. Hey, get on the bus. We're taking you all to this facility. You ever want to go to bowling? That ain't costing. Y'all taking our money and do everything else? You paying VAT from y'all to do everything else with it? Why you can't do that? I'd pay my money to do that. I'd pay VAT for you to put a school bus in front of every constituency and say, hey, this one going to the Candlelight Isaac's gym. We got, they used to do a summer camp like that, but they could do it all year. What do you think baseball needs in this country right now? First off, we need a field, bro. Like we need, several. Yeah, but we need yeah, several. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a facility. We need a federation, bro. Like, we need, I don't even know who to tell you the federation is. Like, I can't tell you. We don't talk to anyone. I don't even know. Like what are you guys fighting for us for? Let me give you. So we was at we was in Missouri at the Little League World Series, right? Uh, BBA president was there. I don't I don't even remember if he interacted with the kids. They, I mean, they don't know who he is. Like who y'all think y'all is, bro? Like we need that. We I, need. I'll say it costs about. I know what the tickets. I know what the tickets are like. I know what the hotel is like for that. Let's say if they spent like between three to five grand. Well, y'all could have y'all could have gave them money to the team traveling. My my point exactly. But y'all, I mean, y'all could y'all could have gave these dudes some bats. <laughs> like y'all y'all they could have just had that money to I don't know do some kind of entertainment stuff. Like yeah. y'all could have did something, yeah. some gear. I don't know. We had Kaiser had to carry his own gear. You know what I mean? Like, what are we actually doing with what we have? That's what I'm saying, bro. Like that's what I be trying to figure out. What. Oh, and most of the times, bro, people get donations, bro. So it's like the money we have, we could dish it out, bro. We could, especially baseball players. We don't make. I don't know why people think the most these kids make in minor leagues, bro, is maybe seventeen hundred dollars, bro. And they, that's they don't know, and that's why sixteen hundred dollars, bro. I'm being real, dog. The people at the top are so ignorant to all of this stuff. That's about. They don't know. Six fifty, seven hundred every two weeks, seven fifty every two weeks. They don't know when you sign, that's basically the opportunity for you to get the shot. That's they don't it know. That's they don't all know. All it is, bro. You know, and anyway, I got you <laughs> off track. My bad. Fields. That's what we need first. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. fields. The <laughs> we facility. Need, we need facilities. We need like actual representation, bro, in terms of like Someone who could have a schedule because they know when Sean Adam coming. Why they can't know when every baseball player have a log? They the Prime get, Minister loves baseball. They can know when one. And, and I ain't going to lie. He 
Bro, he could have told me all my stats. Like, me and me sit down, have lunch sometimes, and he, bro, he could have told me my stats, bro. So I can say he don't know. But I believe he needs to put, like, if you love baseball so much, bro, put people who knows or have schedules for us when we come home. Most of us live in Florida anyway. We should be flying for free on the on Bombers Air, bro. Normally, just pay to, to come home after Germany. And I'll be paid for my flight free. My, my flight to Germany is about two twenty one hundred dollars Like, how aren't we, bro? We come home, nothing. I got a celebration for the heat. Like, baseball needs representation to the... Someone to keep up with us. Like, someone to, hey, we could put in a group, Bahamas baseball, something. Like, you need someone there to figure out what we need in terms of some dudes might be different. You know, we need... Someone might need assistance in so many other ways, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it... You have to pay for visas, like... The it's, visa, op the, the visa channel on the visa, the, the process is not as tough sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. These, you know, these are the stories that people never hear about. Like, like, that's don't how know. tough it is just to get back. Like tough, and when we get there, it's like we only have the visa for one year, and we keep having to renew it. But here, do, do they give someone a visa? They'll give it to them for forever. Yeah. We could we could go on forever about this. We could go on forever about this stuff. But uh, I just had to, I had to get this one story out the way before before we ended this right. And this is how before I even knew who you were, I I told Todd this story too. But when I came home from I was still in college and like when I used to come home from time to time, I was like interning at the paper and stuff. And this is how I knew you was gonna make it right. And I always said that junior boys softball team y'all had at sock was like the best team I probably ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like that was the best in terms of high school. That's, that's the best I ever seen here. And I swear to God, I feel like every time you came up at bat, you used to hit a home run. <laughs> I, I, and I would tell people that and they say, it's no way, it's no way somebody hitting that by uh, a home run at every <laughs> at bat. I say, no, y'all don't understand. Like it was that serious. <laughs> like this boy legitimately used to put one in the road Every single time. Like, that's what it was like. I need you to verify how real that was. No, but that, that, that was, and honestly, bro, that's so crazy that you said that because that's what I remember Millie come to me, Millie said, bro. Because, like, right before I was trying to get back into pro ball, I was like, bro, why message every team? And I was like, you know, we're looking for guys to drive the ball. When I first get into pro ball, it was telling me hit the ball on the ground and just run, you know, use my speed. It's game change. Yeah, you know, but they took away from me driving the ball, bro. Like I could drive the ball. I've seen it. I've I've done it before. And Millie reminded me. He goes, "Bro, when you was young, but you said all the moments, but almost every at bat." It's a real thing, but I remember <laughs> writing that in my notepad. I was like, I literally had the sentence, "Who the hell is this kid?" Like Billy literally say, but used to hit a home run all the time, bro. That ain't going nowhere. No. You know, he said, that ain't going nowhere. It was just your mindset that they changed. You know, they just wanted you to just top it on the ground and run. They say, you got to change your mindset. He said, you was a dog. You was a beast back then. 
He always used to tell me that. He that's always tell me that, bro. That's some real shit, bro. <laughs> he always tell me that, bro. That's some real shit. And then, then I go, bro, I appreciate that, dog. Said, Angela, I appreciate you, bro. So we laser focus locked on 2023. Locked. Locked in, bro. That's Anthony Seymour. You can follow his career. Listen, we don't know what's happening on the horizon. We do know he's locked in for Team Great Britain on tw- uh, for the 2023 World Baseball Classic. I'm sure wherever he ends up, we are going to pay attention to it. I'm going to be following. We'll make sure you all follow. Thank you so much for, for joining me in the studio. We've been wanting to do this for a while because I always tell people, like, if you want to hear about a voice in this sport, this is one of the realest ones you're going to get. There's someone who ain't sugarcoated and they're going to tell you what it actually is. So people needed to hear stuff like that. Yeah, but they, that's why they try to keep me, you know. No, no, no. I well, know. see, you know what? You always, you got a platform here where you could just say whatever you want. Oh, right, good. Like, I come yeah, back. Yeah, you can always come <laughs> back. Ain't nobody is telling us what to I do. come we, back. Yeah, we say whatever the hell we want. Okay, I come like, back. I got <laughs> some more issues to address. Good. Thanks for joining me, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, bro.